Hello, my name is Dwayne Spearman, and I am the founder of Building Lives International, located here in Lynchburg, Virginia. This is a teaching ministry that is called to encourage, disciple, and challenge the people of God. Hello, and you may have noticed in the introduction that the name of the ministry has changed. Instead of directional ministries, from, from now on going forward, it's going to be Building Lives International. Uh, check out the website at buildinglivesinternational.com for more information in regards to that. So let's go ahead and open up our Bibles to Matthew chapter number 13, Matthew chapter number 13. And this is commonly referred to as the kingdom parables. Um, notice in verses one and two, and the same day, Jesus went out of the house and sat by the seaside and great multitudes were gathered together unto him so that he went into a ship and sat and the whole multitude stood on the shore. Uh, many years ago, uh, had a uh, pastor in Bible college who told the entire class that they should not seek to teach on the parables of Matthew chapter 13 until they had been in the ministry for at least 20 years. <laughs> the reason people make the mistake of interpreting the parables wrong is that they do not use what is called, here's the word, expositional constancy. For example, when you use something as a figure or a type of something else, when that figure or type is used again, it is the same. Okay, Webster's Dictionary says that a type or a figure, a type is a number of things or persons that share a particular characteristics or a set of characteristics that cause them to be regarded as a group. It could also be defined as something in the future, as an Old Testament event, listen, serving a prefiguration of a New Testament event. For example, if the seed in these parables represents the Word of God in one parable, it represents the Word of God in all of the parables. Again, that's called expositional constancy. And a lot of times when I hear people try to teach on anything in the Bible for that matter, uh, they are not exercising expositional constancy. If it means something here, it means the same thing there. And of course, you can study that a little bit deeper. That's not the purpose of this podcast. But in looking at these parables, they're huge. There's a lot of verses and I'm not going to read everything because what our Lord does is then the first part of the chapter, he just gives the parables and we call them kingdom parables because bear in mind the message of the king, the gospel of the kingdom is being preached. And these are the parables that speak of that kingdom. Okay. So first and foremost, if we're going to do any kind of interpretation, we need to remember that these are kingdom parables. They're not talking about the church. Okay. There was no church. There was no church until after the resurrection of Christ, Pentecost, and some we even disagree that the church didn't start at Pentecost. Uh, it started when the apostle Paul came. But anyway, we're not going to get into all that. I've already spoken about a lot of that, but the bottom line is these parables were not given to the church. Okay. They were given under the old Testament. They were given by a Jewish Messiah speaking to a Jewish people about a Jewish kingdom and to be interpreted properly. They have to be interpreted in that light to press anything else in there is to twist it to say something that it was not meant to say. So the first section of the chapter, we see our Lord um, giving the parables. And then in the second sec section of the chapter, we see our Lord interpreting the parables. So what we're going to do 
as we start this study together is we're going to read the parable and then we're going to skip down and read the interpretation and then we're going to talk about that. All right, so let's go ahead and have a word of prayer first, and then we'll start. Heavenly Father, we do come before you and ask that you'd bless the reading of your word today, that, Lord, you would open our eyes to see and our ears to hear and our hearts to understand the things that you have for us. In your name we ask it. Amen. So let's look at verses 3 through 9. And he spake many things unto them in parables, saying, Behold, a sower went forth to sow, and when he sowed, some seeds fell by the wayside, and the fowls came and devoured them up. Some fell upon stony places where they had not much earth, and forthwith they sprang up because they had no deepness of earth. And when the sun was sprung up, they were scorched, and because they had no root, they withered away. And some fell among thorns, and the thorns sprung up and choked them. But others fell on good ground and brought forth fruit, some a hundredfold, some sixtyfold, some thirtyfold. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. So that's the parable as given by our Lord. And then let's look at the interpretation that was given by our Lord in verses 18 through 23. Hear ye therefore the parable of the sower. When anyone heareth the word of the kingdom and understandeth it not, then cometh the wicked one and catcheth away that which was sown in his heart. This is he which receives the seed by the wayside. But he that received the seed in the stony places, the same as he that heareth the word in Anon, or immediately with joy, he receives it. Yet hath not root in himself, but endureth for a while, for but when tribulation and persecution ariseth, because of the word by and by, he is offended, which means he's caused to stumble. Verse 22. He also that received the seed among the thorns is he that heareth the word and the cares of this world and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word and he becometh unfruitful. But he that receiveth the seed into the good ground is he that heareth the word and understandeth it, which also beareth fruit and bringeth fruit, some a hundredfold, some sixty, and some thirty. Okay. Now, by definition, a parable is a short allegorical story designed to illustrate or teach a truth, principle, or moral lesson. That's the definition of a parable. Our Lord began to teach in parables, listen to this, after the religious leaders continuously tried to trap him and were obviously rejecting him and the message that he had come to bring. That's when he began to speak in parables. Look in, in verse number 13. I mean, in verse number 10 of chapter 13. And the disciples said unto him, Why speakest thou unto them in parables? And he answered and said unto them, Because it is given unto you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven, but to them it is not given. For whosoever hath to him shall be given, and he shall have more abundance. But whosoever hath not from him shall be taken away, even that he hath. Therefore speak I to them, referring to the unbelievers, in parables, because they seeing see not, and hearing hear not, neither do they understand. And in them is fulfilled the prophecy of Isaiah, which said, By hearing you shall hear, shall not understand, and seeing you shall see, and shall not perceive. For this people's heart is waxed gross, and their ears are dull of hearing, their eyes they have closed, lest at any time they should see with their eyes, hear with their ears, and should understand with their heart. That's where I get my 
prayer when I opened up my podcasts each day that the Lord would open our eyes to see our ears to hear and our hearts to understand. So you know where that's coming from now and should be converted and I should heal them. But blessed are your eyes for you see in your ears for you hear. For truly or verily I say unto you that many prophets and righteous men have desired to see the things that you're seeing and have not seen them and to hear those things which you're hearing but have not heard them. So our Lord began to teach in parables as he explained there in verses 10 through 17 after the religious leaders continuously tried to trap him. You remember they would always come and asking a question, testing him because they were rejecting him. Okay, so so to illustrate this problem of rejection, our Lord told the parable of the sower. The parable illustrates how different people responded to his message. It is also one of the few parables that our Lord actually interprets for himself. So let's break the parable down if, if we if we can here. Well, first we see the sower. Who is this sower? Well, in verse number 37, he tells us, He answered and said to them, He that soweth the good seed is the Son of Man. The Son of Man is our Lord Jesus. He's referred to as the Son of Man, the Son of God. He is both. He was the God-man. He was not 50% God, 50% man. That's heresy. He was 100% God, 100% man. That's called, in theological terms, the hypostatic union. God, what Jesus was all God. He was all man. The hypostatic union. So the sower is the son of man, according to verse number 37. And then the seed that he's sowing, what is that? Well, in, um, in verse number 19, he tells us, he says, and when one heareth the word of the kingdom and understandeth it not, the wicked one cometh and catcheth away that which is sown in his heart. This is he which receives seed by the wayside. So the seed is the word of the kingdom. It's the word of the kingdom. That's the seed. So the sower is the son of man. The seed is the word or the gospel of the kingdom. And you know me, there's a difference between the gospel of the kingdom and the gospel of grace. The apostles taught the gospel of the kingdom. They did not, for they knew not the gospel of grace at this time. They were teaching the gospel of the kingdom. Later on, the apostle Paul would introduce us to the gospel of grace, whereby you and I are saved today. You and I are not saved by the gospel of the kingdom because it wasn't to us. It was to the house of Israel. We are saved by the gospel of grace. So the sower is the son of man. The seed is the word of the kingdom. And then the fowls are mentioned or the birds. Well, he says there, what these guys are the same verse in um well luke chapter 8 12 where he tells the parable uh there in luke uh let's see luke chapter 8 and verse number 12 those by the wayside are they that hear then cometh the devil and taketh away the word out of their hearts lest they should believe and be saved so who do the fowls represent the devil those by the wayside, they hear, then cometh the devil and taketh it away. So the fowls represent the devil. He snatches away the word of the kingdom from those whose hearts are hardened. 
as we discussed in the previous chapter. Go back and listen to the previous two podcasts. As such, they are blinded by the devil to the gospel of the kingdom. Paul, now we can, now now this is the gospel of the kingdom to the house of Israel, but the same thing can happen to you and I today during the church age and the gospel of grace. Paul said in 2 Corinthians 4, 3, but even if our gospel, not referring to the gospel of the kingdom, but gospel of grace is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing, whose minds the God of this age, the devil, has blinded, who do not believe, lest the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine on them. Okay? However, while the devil, listen to this, does contribute to the blindness Ultimately, it is caused by the hard hearts of those who reject him. No one will be able to blame the devil in the day of judgment. No one will be able to blame God in the day of judgment. Hard hearts are caused by we ourselves for rejecting the gospel. So here in Matthew, they are rejecting the gospel of the kingdom. Today, men reject the gospel of the grace of God. Now, let's take a look. I don't want to go too long. I try to keep these podcasts in about 15 minutes. The first soil. So we've, 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 we've interpreted the sower, the son of man, the seed, the word of the kingdom, the fowls, the devil. Okay. And then we look at the first soil, which is referred to in verse four as the wayside. He says, and when he sowed, some seed fell by the wayside. Now, the soil represents the one who hears but does not understand. That's what he said in verse number 19. But when one heareth the word of the kingdom and understandeth it not. So the soil represents the one who hears but does not understand. Why? Because these have hardened their hearts prior to hearing the word of God. Their hearts are hard. They're not listening. Verse number 15. For this people's heart is waxed gross and their ears are dull of hearing. And their eyes they have closed, lest they at any time should see with their eyes, hear with their ears, and understand with their heart. And should be converted. And I should heal them. So the first soil, the wayside, represents those who hear but do not understand because they have hardened their hearts prior to hearing the word. And again, the fowl represent verse four represents the wicked one, which is the devil. And Luke chapter eight, where the parable is told again, those by the wayside are the ones who hear. Then the devil comes, takes away the word out of their hearts, lest they should believe and be saved. Again, the devil is able to do this because of the hardness of their hearts, which has led to their spiritual blindness. Now, Paul, when speaking about the gospel of grace in 2 Corinthians 4, 3, but if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost. In whom the God of this world, the devil has blinded so that they believe not. But again, even though the devil contributes to the blindness, he is ultimately not the cause of the blindness. No one will be able to stand before God in that day and blame anyone for their rejection of him. God bless you guys. Hope that you have a great day. Remember that God loves you, wants the best for you. He's working all things out for your good. (laughs) 
Thank you for listening today. I also serve churches in the areas of guest speaking, conferences, and revivals as the Lord provides opportunity. If I can be of service to you or your ministry, I would love to hear from you.